0: Brandon Medina and Michael Jimenez are The Fantasy Gods. Welcome one, welcome all. The church is back. The church is live. This is The Fantasy Gods. My name is Brandon Big Poppy. Medina, that is Michael Jimenez. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at Big Poppy. Brandon M. He is at... 210 Fantasy God. As always, we are here with ESPN San Antonio proudly, as well as we are sponsored by the RDK Advisors. Welcome to the podcast for Michael. How are you doing, my brother?
1: Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Looking forward to another weekend of fantasy football. But man, last weekend was brutal.
0: Was it? I Listen, I got my happily, happily. I'm very thoroughly um, joyful and excited to announce I got my first win in that league we've been talking about for a few a few weeks, <laughs> the league of doom where I've lost my first four picks, all injured, two of them for the season. So I am just struggling about, uh, but finally with the help of Miles Gaskin and the help mm-hmm. of a Deshaun Watson game that we can actually be useful for um, and 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 loved for. Deshaun Watson finally showed up and helped my team grab their first dub. But everywhere else, I'm either um, I know right now I am four and one in two leagues. Three and two in another, and then uh, sitting two and three in one. I think I'm three and two in our listener league, so that's that, that's nice and pretty. But that one, that one's a that one's a world beater. That one's a tough one.
1: That is a tough league. I, I'm two and three in there right now, but I'll tell you what, I like my team. Man. I really like my team. I finally pulled off my first trade of the year in all three leagues that I'm in. In our listener league, I just pulled off my first trade. It uh, just shows you desperate times, man, because of injuries and whatnot. This past weekend. You know, we saw Dak Prescott get hurt, and that was absolutely insane to watch. One of the top three quarterbacks in fantasy this year, but also my boy Dalvin Cook, he went down. He's your guy. He's your guy. But here's the thing, man. Uh, I actually traded Justin Herbert for Alexander Madison because I needed Cook's backup, and that's a stud backup. And one of the things that we've been talking about on the Fantasy Gods is get your stud backup. If you have a backup player – who is capable of being a top 15 at any position, you gotta have them. I didn't have them, so I had to give up a commodity in Herbert. I wasn't gonna play Herbert anyway, good player, but I wasn't gonna play him. So yeah, uh crazy times.
0: Crazy times indeed. And this podcast version in the middle of the week, this is wednesday october 14th if you're hearing it after not a problem all we do on this midweek pod is talk about injuries talk about trades talk about waiver wire moves that you should be making also deep waiver wire moves so listen if you're a a deep fantasy football player the way we are We get it, ESPN on TV is telling you to pick up certain people, podcasts are telling you to pick up certain people. We will touch on those people here and there, but this is more of a drive time show where we can give you something in 20 to 30 minutes, some little small chunk bites that maybe are deeper sleepers in leagues you should be looking at, that you should be definitely adding value to your team and you should be looking to target in multiple leagues, whether that's through trade, or through waiver wires. And you brought up a great one. Alexander Madison is somebody that needs to be targeted. He is rostered in a couple leagues, including our listener league. So you were forced to make that trade. And whoever got Justin Herbert, I believe had lost a quarterback or was struggling at quarterback. So pretty fair trade. You're going to get yeah. Alexander Madison for, you know, one game who's going to be one to two games, who's going to be absolutely rock solid. Dalvin cook's going to come back and you're going to have the handcuff in case that injury is re aggravated. However, on my side, I had Dak Prescott in four out of six leagues. So Dak, that was a huge, huge blow, not only to Cowboys fans, we're in Cowboy country in <laughs> Texas, but to my fantasy roster. And obviously we wish the best of luck, of course, and best recovery. And that's somebody that you don't bet against seeing his background and what he's overcame in his life. Um, but talking about waiver wire moves, somebody I am targeting across the board. There's one person I am looking to replace Dak Prescott with one person, one name, okay? Okay. And he is widely, massively underrated and also widely, massively available in so many leagues. And it's Fitz Magic, baby. It is Ryan (laughs) Fitzmagic. The man is a baller. Let's not talk trash anymore, Michael. He is a baller. I thought you were going to say Andy Dalton. Listen, he's available. And rest of season, who would I rather have? Absolutely, Andy Dalton. But can you pass up? Ryan fits magic against the New York jets in week six, when he's been a top 12 quarterback every single week. And he's widely available
1: depending on the scoring. If you take a look for the year, he's somewhere around number seven, eight or nine, just depending on the scoring. Yeah. That's one of the things that we talk about on the show that I bring up a lot is that sometimes you need to go after somebody who has the higher ceiling. They might not be the most consistent player in the world, but they have that highest ceiling. Like Justin Jefferson a couple of weeks ago, fits magic. he's capable of doing those 350, 400-yard games because he's done it in the past. Is he consistent in doing it? No, but when he's on, he is on. So I I agree with you.
0: And here's the thing, though. You said When he's on, he's on. Is he consistent? Maybe not. However, you watch Ryan Fitzpatrick. This man has zero care in the world. He's (laughs) made the money, been there, done that. The dude doesn't even slide anymore. He's like, I'll just take the hit. What's going to happen? I retire. Who cares? So, I mean, you look at it. First week out the gate, right? Ryan Fitzpatrick, of course, was not rostered first week out the gate. But First week out the gate five points. You're like, oh, here we go. Ryan St. Patrick's back. Then you look at the rest of the weeks, 24, 25, 21, 27. I mean, just an absolute monster. Um, and then you look at our league, with our listener league, we talk about, you know, plus 300 games. You get three more points added as a bonus for quarterbacks. I and mean, the dude is, is a is a baller. When you have a healthy Devontae Parker, Miles Gaskin looks incredible as a, a receiving back and a running back. Preston Williams, Mike Gusecki, These are not flashy names, but they are consistent names that continue to make plays. So I think if we're looking for quarterback, Andy Dalton, by far, the number one waiver ad, as he should be. Best backup in football. Consistent enough to be a playmaker, especially with the weapons he has. But if you're looking for a streamer this week, maybe you have, you know, a a, a tough quarterback matchup, or you're struggling, you have Drew Brees or Tom Brady, and you're not trusting them anymore. Ryan Fitzpatrick for one week is going to do you rock solid against the Jets.
1: Oh, I agree. I agree with you on that. And the thing about Andy Dalton, by the way, you know, I have a, the Cowboys season is not over. This was a, one of their best pickups of the year was to get a, a legitimate backup quarterback. And I have, I fear for Dak Prescott, the fact that the Cowboys might actually pay, play better, not because Dalton's better than Dak but because they're probably going to level out the offense and rely more on Zeke and be more balanced. So those who have had Ezekiel Elliott this year and have been a little bit concerned about the the point production he's been doing, man, they're just going to load him up, man. You're going to see Zeke with 25, 30 carries. So he's the the, the benefactor of Dak's injury along with Andy Dalton. And Dalton still has all those weapons and Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and Gallup. So, yeah, I think those are really good pickups. I wonder how many people are dropping Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow came out of the gate really, really hot. He has stumbled the past couple of weeks. We've seen a, a high upside with him. I bet you he's on the waiver wire for a lot of leagues right now simply because they're going to see how he did against Baltimore. Wasn't really good at all. Pick him up. You know, he, he, we, we have seen these rookie players this year as wide receivers and quarterbacks do very, very well. I agree with you on that flyer. Baker Mayfield, somebody who's deserving some playing time on our fantasy teams. He's doing very well. That Browns team is legit. Big win this past weekend. Uh, I'm 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 really excited about a lot of these players. Better than the big name players.
0: Absolutely. I I still believe, as I'm sure you most likely agree. I'm not sure, Mike, but I know. I think Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow still deserves to be rostered. There's still a lot of potential there. Um, there's still a lot to to look for in that Bengals offense. Obviously, A.J. Green has been awful. But Tyler Boyd has stepped up. T. Higgins has stepped up. You look at, you know, even Drew Samples, a tight end, will be fine. Um, Joe Mixon, if they get him involved more in the passing game, as they have been trying to, uh, has been pretty good as well. So I think Joe Burrow deserves to be rostered. Um, I don't think he's somebody you drop. Obviously, Baltimore is Baltimore. You can't put a rookie against that Baltimore defense. Next up is the Colts, who are number one against uh, quarterbacks when it comes to defense. So again, probably not the best safest pick at quarterback, but still somebody to keep rostered. But let's talk about maybe somebody who is not rostered anymore. And not only fantasy, but real life. Le'Veon Bell is yeah. now released is a free agent. Very, very surprising. Clearly, Adam Gase is all Frank Gord up over there. Um, but no more time at the New York Jets. Small stint, really. Got paid a buttload of money over there is now looking for a new team. We're hearing rumblings of Patriots, Chiefs, Texans, Baltimore. What this means, completely, all together, just in one small sentence, your fantasy teams are about to get screwed. Your fantasy (laughs) running back squad is about to look tremendously different if you have anybody on those teams. Now, if you have the Baltimore running backs odds are you're not starting them already, so you're not going to be as affected. But then if they, if, if he does sign with Baltimore, you're dropping Ingram, you're dropping J.K. Dobbins, you're looking elsewhere, or you're trying to trade them off a namesake. If he signs for the Patriots, again, most likely you have James White, maybe Damian Harris, nobody else. If he signs for the Chiefs, though, or the Texans, these are top picks in Clyde Edwards-Alaire and David Johnson that you are relying on week to week to provide points for you. What does this do for fantasy managers with Le'Veon Bell now having options to go elsewhere? Well, first
1: of all, those who drafted Le'Veon Bell got to be wondering to themselves, are they going to keep him on the, on the roster? I mean, he was drafted number 19 in our listener league. And obviously, you're probably going to keep him on the roster, but it's got to be disconcerting because by the time he signs with a team and then gets acclimated to the offense, it's going to be week 10 by the time he's actually playing. You know, so I, I'm not uh, really big on Le'Veon Bell right now, unless you are sitting there, you know, five and 4 and one, and you have roster, um, you know, you have the flexibility on your on your on your team to to bring him up. Now you mentioned also uh, some of these players like T. Higgins and things like that. We need to make some streamers this week on on both running backs and with receivers this year this week because this is the first week we have buys. We have buys this week. New England Patriots, buy. New Orleans Saints, that means Breeze and Kamara aren't playing this week. Las Vegas Raiders, Seattle Seahawks, there's no Russell Wilson. There's no Tyler Lockett. There's no DK Metcalf this week. So we actually, you compound now buys with all the injuries that are out there and now free agency moves uh, such as Le'Veon Bell. Man, this is, this is the hardest year to ever manage a team.
0: I completely agree. I think you're spot on with that. I do think it is, and this is the hardest year of fantasy football, where if you look on paper, Mike, you look at it on paper, right? Let's talk about this. We always talk about what would you do if we redrafted the, the league, you know, how would things go then, whatever the case. If we redraft, Alvin Kamara is most likely going number one, 100%. Then you have maybe Zeke Elliott, especially with things, how things have transpired, whatever the case. But let's look at how things did transpire in most drafts. Christian McCaffrey, number one, bus right now, as we know. He's going to come back strong, of course. But for two games, you had him. For now, maybe four to five games, you don't. So he's not going to go number one. Maybe still first round, of course. But Christian McCaffrey was number one. Saquon Barkley, out for the season. Played what, two games? Bus. You know, you look at number number three pick, probably Zeke Elliott. Okay. You look at Alvin Kamara, he was going, what, six, five to seven, somewhere in the five to eight? You had Dalvin Cook. Okay, both of those guys can be seen as top three picks maybe if we redraft. But then you have the Michael Thomases, right? Nothing. You've got got nothing to show for Michael Thomas. I have him in two or three leagues. You have nothing to show. You have Joe Mixon's, who you got one huge game, but you drafted him above the Aaron Jones. You drafted Kenyon Drake above Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Mm -hmm. Josh Jacobs. There is a lot of, of depth that has just, had the opportunity to shine. And the thing that we must think about, especially if you're in a keeper league, which me and you are in a keeper league together. And my first time doing a keeper league, when you, when you think about stuff like that, you really got to be careful because like, I know in our league, we're not allowing uh, keepers of free agents, which is fine, but maybe you drafted, you know, a Saquon Barkley. And of course you're keeping him, whatever the case, or maybe you drafted uh, a Joe Mixon or an Aaron Jones, whatever the case. When you see the depth creep up, you got to realize that some of these depth players will still be playmakers next year. Some of these guys are making room for themselves on the roster for years to come, like a T Higgins, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you look at these rosters, not only does it shake up this year because of COVID because of the pandemic and fantasy football being different than ever, but also these are going to be roster shakeups for many years to come.
1: Oh, exactly. And, and more names, Miles Sanders, has been a big disappointment. Mark Ingram has been a big disappointment. Le'Veon Bell, as we, as we mentioned. So many names. It, it's funny. Those who are doing well right now are doing well because they either have been dodging all of these injuries uh, or they just did so well in rounds 5 through 10 in the draft. And uh, so it's, it's absolutely insane how this season's going. Uh, this upcoming week, you know, we're, we're taking a look at it. I mean, it's, it's, it's the walking wounded now there were some players that came off of injury this past weekend that you know we might want to take a look at uh Christian Kirk for example I was really high on before the season started. so well the first week ended up uh you know getting a little bit hurt missed a couple of games came back last weekend seven catches 78 yards that's that's someone you got to take a look at you know and and he he got back on the field and suddenly Kyler Murray was looking like that top stud quarterback that we were hoping for, right? And, um, you know, to talk about also people who have, have done poorly this year on the quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson hasn't been a bust, but it's been disappointing. Patrick Mahomes hasn't been a bust, but it's been disappointing. It's interesting seeing, if you look at the, at the lineups of the teams that are doing well, the fantasy teams that are doing well, you're going to see a bunch of no names out there or people that, that people weren't, weren't really looking at but man, right now, I'm taking a look at my teams and I'm just thinking to myself, is it time to trade off my big names for two parts? Should I get rid of Lamar Jackson in one of my leagues or two of my leagues in order to get two parts simply because he has a name? We really need to look at that. And, and what's the positive that we're going to get by getting a replacement on another position?
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, in our keeper league, there's, there's, there's certain players who maybe are definitely outperforming their ADP and where you drafted them and they'd be great keepers. I know for me, somebody I'm looking at is, you know, an Antonio Gibson Mm -hmm. been very, very solid as an RB two. Now can I count him as an RB one? No, but in the keeper league running backs are very scarce to come by. As we know, Uh, if you're looking at a redraft league, Antonio Gibson, some people were pulling in them in the fifth. Some people were getting them in the eighth, mm-hmm. ninth, 10th. This year, more than ever, if you took chances, most likely those chances ended up better for you. If you took Aaron Jones early because you saw what he did last year, if you took Austin Eckler early, obviously he's hurt, but for what, when he was healthy, he was giving you a crazy amount of points. If you took chances this year, more than ever, um you definitely were reaping the rewards so i think that's that that's a huge kudos to those managers who were able to do so however let's get into maybe some talk about who are you absolutely looking to trade for what what teams and what players is week six the last week you're going to be able to buy them before they blow up
1: well i mean some of the the players that we need to look up right now we've been talking about this on the fantasy gods for the longest time a lot of uh websites right now that, that are doing the fantasy, you know, for picking up the waiver wires and things like that. Um, tonight is the night that you need to put in your, your, your picks. We've been talking about Chase Claypool since week one, and he finally blew up. We mentioned Christian Kirk. We've been talking since week one about LaVishka Chennault as well. That's another player that's probably wow. available that you should round up. Hey, how many people gave up on Brandon Cooks?
0: I did. I know I was one of them. I dropped them in two leagues. Brandon Cooks last week, eight catches,
1: 161 yards and a touchdown, showing that upside all over again. So I'm going to be targeting some of these types of players, hoping to get one or two. Uh, Raheem Mostert as well. Uh, He came back from injury, had had 90 yards last week. Uh, These are some of the players that I'm targeting. As far as from certain teams, I'm looking at teams that are still trying really hard, even if they're losing. Minnesota Vikings, for example, we talk about Alexander Madison. He is he is running like they're like like they're on a Super Bowl march right now, even though they're not, right? These guys, Kirk Cousins is still you know. Uh, there are certain teams like Minnesota, um, Cleveland that are just showing fight right now. Miami is showing fight, and uh, so those are some of the some of the teams that I'm going to target uh, for, for individual players. Uh, The Cowboys might, oddly enough, show some fight as well. So don't give up on those players. Teams I'm shying away from are like the Eagles, though they did. They played decent this past week. I'm shying away from teams like the Eagles. I'm shying away still. Even though they're doing well, I'm still shying away from the Bears. Uh, Those are the teams that I'm kind of either looking towards or staying away from.
0: Yeah, I I think those all make sense. I think, again, I say this all the time. I say this as a fantasy football player. Me and you as two dominant personalities um, outside of radio and, and, and you know we're both in business and 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 stuff like that. When you look at business, right, as fantasy football is to us, right? It's a, it's a game we love to play, but it's also a business when it comes to trading. You're only gonna get a trade from a team who's ready to tilt and trade. You're not gonna get a trade from a four-and-one, a 5 all team. Mm-hmm. Look for those teams that are struggling, one and four. You know, two and three, zero oh and five. I mean, you gotta look for those type of guys who are looking to to really revamp that roster. Maybe they have, you know, uh, a Joe Mixon, and they're like, man, this is this is the only running back I got. And maybe you have Antonio Gibson, and he's your running back four, running back five. But they have a Michael Thomas there as well, and you need a you need a Michael Thomas. Throw Antonio Gibson, and maybe a little a little extra piece for Michael Thomas. Michael Thompson is going to come back and be incredible. You look at Julio Jones, it's going to come back and be a viable option. Those are people you need to start trading for. Somebody I'm nervously thinking about trading simply because of rumors with Le'Veon Bell is, you know, Edwards Alaire, unfortunately. I think that's somebody who's who's performed good, has his peaks and valleys, who has not performed as well as where we took him. Um, but I think Edward Dallaire is somebody that comes to mind. I know people were talking that Pat Mahomes and Le'Veon Bell followed each other on Twitter. I don't know if that's going to be a big deal, <laughs> um, but the Twitter sphere has already been been, been uh, uh, erupting with fantasy football news on that. So we don't know what's going to happen with Le'Veon Bell, but somewhere he lands, he's going to ruin somebody's backfield on fantasy football. Now, Agreed. Go for it, Mike. Go for it.
1: Oh, I was going to say, tar- you mentioned target certain records target teams that have injuries you know you you guys can just you know not play the dance of you know going back and forth back and forth sometimes you trade out of necessity not because you want somebody like when like when Jose and I did our trade for Herbert versus Madison I need another running back my rb1 went down he had dak prescott his qb went down we just looked at each other and said i got a, i got a good a good backup quarterback. He goes, man. I got. I got your backup to Delvin Cook. Do you know how long it take? It took to make that trade. How long? It was consummated in three seconds, my man. It was just three seconds. It was like, hey, how about this for this? Done. Boom, and it was over, right? So look at at and and if you are four and one and five and zero, oh, take advantage of the people who are one and four or 2 and 3. Take a look at, at at their IR and go, "Oh wow, you're holding on to Christian McCaffrey. What do you say, I give you this. You know, you can't you, you can't uh, afford to go 2 and 4, 2 and 5. Give me your stud player, I'll give you 70 cents on the dollar for it because you have time for them to heal, come back around
0: and play them 3 weeks from now." Yep, absolutely. I know somebody I am looking to trade off of my team is Mr. Mike Davis. Um, I think when Christian McCaffrey comes back, regardless of the new kid on the block, Mr. Mike Davis, he's going to be the backup. You're not going to take Christian McCaffrey's spot. We know that. Mike Davis deserves his respect. He has maybe a week to two weeks left. I'm going to look to trade him for a wide receiver two, wide receiver one that I can use season long. Maybe, you know, that Will Fuller type, that big play type, that Tyler Boyd and maybe another piece, DJ Moores, people that maybe have been inconsistent but have that big upside, that's who I want to trade Mike Davis for. Because the thing is, when, when Christian McCaffrey comes back, and he's going to come back, and the dude was, before he got hurt, I think Christian McCaffrey missed a practice, and that was it. The dude did not get injured a lot, ever. So he's basically going to be, you know, Mr. Terminator after this injury, and I think he's going to just rip through um, the NFL. And here's the thing, too. In another league of mine, my own father was talking to me, you gotta talk to your people, right? I treated my dad to dinner yesterday at the Buffalo Wild Wings. We're watching the game. He needed Josh Allen to, to win his game. He's struggling in the league, right? I have I have a, a couple running backs that I'm not too proud of, but he's struggling in this league. Okay, Mike? Yeah. And he tells me, he goes, Man, dude, I just I have no wide receivers. I have Josh Allen, I have Kyler Murray as both of them. He's like, I just don't know who to start on certain weeks. I don't know what's gonna happen. My running back depth is not that great but McCaffrey's on my bench, but I have no wide receivers. I said, you know what? Let me, let me throw a trade your way, Mijon. Let me throw a trade a little bit over there. So I threw a Robert Woods, a Justin Jackson, a LaVisca Through I threw like three trades, but all like multi-trades. A lot really, really big guys that I have that are wide receivers and running backs. And we might see what happens, but he's thinking about it. And if I give McCaffrey for three of those players, I'm banking on the upside, <laughs> but I could easily just be burned if McCaffrey gets hurt again. And that's, that's the whole premise of trades. You got to take... The upside and what we tell people, what me and you know from experience, Mike, is you will not see the, the, the end of the rainbow until playoffs. Don't expect that you make this trade guy goes off the next game. That's not going to happen.
1: No, the object of fantasy football is not to go 13 and zero. the object of fantasy football is to make the playoffs at seven and six or eight and five and be healthy yep. and have a healthy team. That's that, that's the big deal. And uh, by the way, I know you're a grown man and all, but if you're doing that to your dad, you deserve to be grounded for hey, that. Hey,
0: listen, I have to, when somebody mentions, hey, you know, I just, I, if somebody tells you, Mike, Mike, you're a salesperson, you listen, you listen to those buying signals. You know what I'm saying? If he's telling me, <laughs> hey, McCaffrey might be on the block. Well, let me get my first crack at McCaffrey. Now, if I get McCaffrey, unfortunately, I'm in a league where the league has to vote, of course, and all that stuff. So I might not go through. But if it does go through, trade of the century for Brandon Medina. But with that, you know, is there anybody, Mike, that you are looking like a deep cut on the waiver wires that you – maybe two or three players that you're looking to add that maybe are not the top waiver picks, not the Madisons, not the Chase Claypools? Who's somebody that's a deep cut waiver wire add that you think could benefit as a flex or maybe a plug right into your lineup?
1: Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that he's probably only on 1% or 2% of rosters, but who the heck is Travis Fulgham? Travis, I mean, this past week, are you kidding me? 13 targets, 10 catches, 152 yards. Give you five bucks if you know what, what team he plays for. Philadelphia Eagles, okay? They have too many injuries, and, and that's the thing. I, I, I look at the, at, the, at the box scores. I'm watching the games, and I'm there going, who is this guy? Who would have thought that, the, that two of the top receivers for this past week were Travis Fulgham and Chase Claypool? Man, that's where we are with fantasy football this year, man. That is where we are. And the fact of the matter is I feel like an idiot because I dropped uh, uh, Claypool a few weeks ago because I had injuries and I I needed depth. I couldn't hang on to him. I was smart enough to draft him, but because of circumstance, I couldn't hold on to him until he was ready.
0: It is what it is. And my pick is right now we're seeing that, Fantasy football can be a little soft, right, Michael? It can be a little soft. Yeah. So why not draft McCall Hardman? Get him (laughs) on your squad because Sammy Watkins will be out a couple weeks. McCall Hardman is the biggest boom or bust player since Deshaun Jackson, and I Mm -hmm. think he is a guy that if you are struggling a wide receiver or you need a flex with all these bye weeks and you just need somebody to plug in and play at flex or even a wide receiver two or three, McCall Hardman – has twenty-five point potential.
1: Oh yeah, and if you are, and if you have his quarterback, and you want that combo, that Mahomes Hardman combo is really nice when it works, man. It is really nice. It is like put the game away, you know, twenty-five points on one play. It, it's fantastic. We've been talking about Michael Hardman pretty much since since August. He's one of those players, man, and and uh, that, that the Deshaun Jackson. Comparison is very accurate.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Now, with that being said, guys, if you have any questions, please, please send them our way on Twitter. Once again, I am at Big Poppy Brandon M. He is at. 2 one Fantasy God. This was the Fantasy God podcast sponsored by RDK Advisors and on ESPN San Antonio. You can find us where all podcasts are, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts. Feel free to go, hit subscribe, rate us well, please, because we help you win games. We also help you win money on Sundays, and that's where you can find us normally, Sundays, 11 a.m. on ESPN San Antonio. Uh, you can find us locally on 12... 50 a.m. 94 or 5 FM. If you're not local and listening to us online on the Twitter sphere on Apple podcast, Spotify, whatever the case, you can listen to our show at 11 a.m. on Sunday, uh, central time on ESPNSA.com. And as always, we leave this show with one message, one simple message to all of our fans, friends, family who love to give of fantasy football. And what is that message? May the fantasy
1: gods be with. You.